This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Chris Twiggs, Chief Training Officer for Galloway Training, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, uh, welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast, episode 190, 190. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. We are closing in yeah. on 200. We're within... 200. Zero, zero. We can see it in the distance. We're almost there, like they say on the race course. No, we're not <laughs> almost there until we get to like 199, which is like, you know, weeks from now, months from now. It is quite literally... Yeah. Weeks and technically months from now. Yes. Well, hey, everybody. We, you know what? I was laughing as you were playing the intro because Chris Twiggs, fabulous interview that we've had this past year mm-hmm. on the show, chief training officer for Galloway Training Programs. We saw him at the Run Disney Expo for the Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. We sure did. The Race Expo, and he actually came, he approached you about your shoes. My amazing footwear. Your incredible footwear. I was wearing Merrill's version of Crocs. Mm. I didn't have my UFOs packed for you know pre-race recovery, post-race recovery, mm. So I decided to wear those, and he was commenting about the uh, potential for an, a very interesting sunburn pattern. These are enclosed, and they have you know perforations throughout to make them it's look... It's like a waffle pattern. Yeah. It would be the, a waffle pattern. Yeah, kind of. And they're designed to let water flow. They're called Hydromox. Oh. Yeah, not a sponsor, just a comfy shoe. Comfy shoes. Not much to look at, but comfy. This particular <laughs> shoe. They're not... They're not built for fashion they're built for comfort yes yeah yes uh, i would say that is an accurate statement okay. but then again there are people who love crocs so so uh, and this is very similar to a croc a fashion statement of some kind yes but the, so, so yeah I, we got to see yeah. him at the expo a little bit yeah, while i was blubbering over saying hi to jeff in person well it was great seeing jeff there too I mean, he was as hale and hearty as ever you and, know me i cry at the drop of a hat well you know it's a wonderful thing to get an opportunity to have heroes and people important in your life and to have the opportunity to tell them how much they mean to you. And in, in a case like this where, you know, Jeff has had, you know, recent medical issues, you know, you are thankful for that opportunity to yeah. be able to make sure that you do get the chance to say those things. So I understand that completely. 
It's important. So that was a, a highlight of the weekend. It really was. For sure. And if you haven't figured it out, we are, of course, talking about the second part of our two-part coverage of the Walt Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. Walt Disney World, Run Disney, Orlando, Florida. Oh, it was so great to be back. Hey, we're going to get into some great stuff on the show. We are. Recapping the 10K. Yes, because we did the 5K last week. And there's yet even more really great food from the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Legit festival. Yeah, we if we wanted, we would not be able to fit all of the food from the Food and Wine Festival in a single episode. Mm. And we didn't even try all of the food this no, time. Weren't there a couple of booths that we did not get to that had vegan options? Well, I meant just all the food, period. Right, in the past, I, we have tasted our way around the world. It was painful to pass Canada. To go past Canada, which of course is famous for their beer cheese soup and, and their listen, and their steak like, tips with mushrooms. The and Ireland also with the seafood pie. The the, the fisherman's pie. Fisherman's pie, the seafood that's like it's like a shepherd's pie, but with sea, with seafood and topped with like a potato for the oh for the crust my on top, or to walk past, you know, was it Australia, New Zealand that has the lamb <gasps> chop? Although it wasn't, it didn't have the crispy potato crisps on the top this year. Ah, sacrilege. However, we did find some amazing food that we are yes. going to be talking about Sorry. in this week's episode. This is just the teaser, and I'm dreaming of all the food. I know we are so close, we, and we were gonna we are gonna be back to doing omnivorous food reviews indeed very soon as we are recording this episode we are now in single digits oh! remaining in my 75 hard challenge so excited so. so that meant no alcohol clearly and we i think we've teased this on a couple of live chats we've had but we discovered at the expo athletic brewing we did, and we had a chance to chat them up a little bit at their booth, which was great. I don't think they've great. ever been to, or a They're run a Disney recent addition. Race Expo. They, they may have been there at Princess, since we weren't at Princess. We I don't know. Anybody who went to Princess and remembers from their expo, let us know. I don't know, but it was, oh, they were so nice to us. They were, and they gave us plenty to sample and try oh. in fact we did have some of this on last week's live stream we did we had a couple of different brews beer beer asterisks brews yeah from them and we have a new one tonight to to discuss during the drink portion of our show and we're gonna do it live yeah we're gonna record it li live to tape yes in, in in honor of josh's birthday this week which is a great look at that. That's a professional level segue you just did there because that, that leads us right into the shout out segment. Yeah. So happy birthday to Josh. We had fun size Jen and she celebrated a birthday early in November and 
now it's Josh's turn. Every Everyone who becomes a patron of the show gets a birthday shout out on social media. Josh, executive producer of hashtags, do we call him? Yes, yes. You've seen his handiwork, his artistry, if you will, in yes. our live streams uh, many nights. And yes. he always adds a great amount of color and flavor and discussion, especially when the topic turns towards Chicago style versus New York style pizza. Oh, yes. Just ask his sister, his virtual sister, running through Wonderland, Jen. His so, sister from another mister. Josh, happy birthday. Happy we birthday, man. hope that your day is full of hugs, happiness, and hashtags. Absolutely. Yeah. But we have other shout-outs as well. Well, yes. I want to say one that is not written. Ryan runs Disney. Congratulations on running the New York Marathon. I, I think we shouted him out a few weeks ago. We might have on I a know live on a live, stream yeah. On, yeah. But I just want to say congratulations. And also, thank you so much for having us on... The Crescent Lake Club live stream on YouTube. It was so much fun. Yeah. To recap our experience at the whole entire first run Disney weekend back. Yeah. Not only did I have a blast on the chat, I also learned some things on the chat, which was really nice. Things that I actually touched on in the previous episode. And when we get around to that in the run segment, I'll talk about those and then things that are going to apply to uh, what we're talking about tonight for the run segment. Well, everybody who was a part of that chat, we can't thank all of you enough. The slackers, uh, long runs and liquor, Ryan runs Disney. You all are beautiful people and we can't wait to get back to a race weekend in Orlando and really meet you in person or you say IRL in real life IRL is that what the cool kids say IRL and maybe it like shoeless for a oh yeah steak because that came up in conversation a lot yes yeah the Crescent Lake Club has a YouTube channel also Ryan Runs Disney has a YouTube channel I have a sneaking suspicion you could find it both places and I also have a sneaking suspicion that we'll have a link to that in the show notes we, for people we might so we might check them out yeah. it's well worth the watch mm. or you know listen or listen. whatever yeah it's yeah but I think you know Mary she uh, long runs in liquor she had props so yes and it and fun and everybody had like fun backdrops so i just think it's yeah if you and this watch may have it, been the first live stream that we participated in where somebody was coming to us live from their bathtub just saying it's worth checking <gasps> right? out for that if nothing else so cool so so cool so that's all i'm you. gonna say so much for that opportunity and hanging out with a bunch of cool people and a special good luck wish to the queen of positivity, if you will. The one who smashed the rock and roll half in Savannah for St. Jude. Joe, positively Polly one. She is running the Magnolia half in Mississippi this weekend. Very so, nice. I'm curious like about a, this race. It's like a pre-shout out. 
I'm really curious about this race. I can't wait to see her pictures uh, from this race. This would be a great one for Flat Amy and Flat Dana to make it. Way it make, yeah, make their I way really there. want somebody to like, you know, have us on a race course. On or a little stick. On a little stick and like <laughs> pictures. And I just think it would be so fun and cute. And yeah. So best of luck to everybody who is running a race in the coming weekend. Congratulations to anybody who celebrated anything last weekend and by the way if we missed you or you think that you ought to be shouted out you'd like to be shouted out you know somebody who should be shouted out yeah please let us know send us an email to info at runeatdrink.net that's info at runeatdrink.net or give us a call at 941-677-2733 leave us a voicemail and let us Let's talk running. Let's. This week, we are talking about the Wine and Dine Half Marathon 10K. The Half Marathon Weekend, the 10K. Because, yes, this was the year of the 5Ks and 10Ks for Miss Amy. Well, it was going to... Talking about myself in the third person. Well, it was going to be the year of the 5K for you as you were coming back from your knee surgery. And I know what you're doing. I've seen this. You've booked some 10Ks as we're heading towards Jeff Galloway's race weekend in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I see what you're doing. You're amping up the distance. Usually this particular weekend is a nice little tune-up race for, for heading into Jeff. So... Yes, we did the 10K. I really wish we could have done the half, but I just, at the time of registration... Didn't know where you'd be. I didn't want to chance it. I didn't want to... Because, you know, you you have a great effort. Still getting picked up on the parade bus is tough. Absolutely. So No, and, and you've been very smart about it. Yeah. So... Let's talk about the race itself. This was uh, day two of a three-day race weekend. We, mm-hmm. of course, got up at Odark Ridiculous. Oh, yes. you. But, and we didn't... We were not affected by the time change. That happened to the half marathoners the next morning. That is true. So we avoided that. We were, however, affected by the weather weather this was day two of ding, a ding, 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 ding. big cold front coming through oh. the same cold front that affected our friends up in savannah mm-hmm. and this was the trailing edge of the front so it was less rainy but still rainy and more i think the wind was more of a factor this time much windier and on this day in this particular. This is where the temperature really dropped. This yeah. is when it got down into the very low 50s. And again, I know people who are from the north are, are laughing at us. But again, Flor- yes. this is Florida winter. It's all relative. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of you folks make fun of us in the wintertime. You know, when you come down here in the summer, we're laughing at you guys. You know, it's like <clears> it's like our friend J.D., he will sometimes come into our live chats. He sometimes makes fun of me because I talk about hills. Oh yeah, in Florida, and it's he's. I feel like he's virtually patting me on the head, going, <laughs> "Oh, that's so cute. That little hill, it's so cute." It is kind of. 
<laughs> but yeah. When we know it and we recognize it. We totally get it. Yeah. Just bear with us because, you know, the struggle was real for us. It was unexpected weather. And, and anybody else you talked to that ran it that morning, by the way, it was unpleasant mm. to say the least. And mm. I think it affected a little bit of the race experience. It did. So let's talk about the course a little bit. The course itself, we were up at 3 a.m. We got out of the hotel by 4 a.m., introduced ourselves once again to our friends who were the overnight janitorial staff and got one of the disposable uh, rain ponchos from the janitorial Which we cart. should offer on the website <laughs> at a bargain price. At a bargain prices. You know, <laughs> ma- made by the fine folks at Hefty. Yeah, we... Uh, we yeah, if you want one of those, if you all really want that offering on our <laughs> on our swag website, you guys, let us know. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know. Disposable rain ponchos sold by the roll. So we ended up driving over, and for this particular race unlike the 5k where we drove to where we started oh yes the 5k was just contained in one park yes the 10k is ramping it up a little and we got to epcot then we boarded buses we donned our masks and boarded buses to head to the start of the 10k yeah and in typical run disney fashion if you're driving honestly i and i talked about this on the crescent lake club live stream i like driving to some of the races i mm-hmm. think that oh yeah they've got the parking down to a science it's very quick when you're walking in you go through the security checkpoint you're only they only go through your bags if you have a backpack or a bag or anything just like if you're going into the park and then you kind of just walk right over to the buses and mm. it was a very seamless process for us. I think they had us raise our ponchos. <clears throat> that was the one thing. I, yeah. Yeah. They, they had you raise your poncho up you yeah. know, to show that you didn't have a bag on underneath. Right. We walked over to the bus. The only time we had to wear a mask was when on we were it. on the bus. Although that morning, a lot of people were wearing them in spite of not having to outdoors because it was chilly for warmth yeah yes for warmth so we you know hop on the bus bus driver seemed to know the the route they were going so excellent yes we we had no issues there at all done no delays and i just remember back before the pandemic the delays and i think that happened during marathon weekend yes and i don't know why that that happened but the bus drivers were super confident and very reassuring and just like we're gonna get you there we're going you're gonna make it yeah if you've ever been on a a disney race morning bus and the bus driver gets lost that's a very stressful thing because you they're that you know the race is going to go off whether you're well actually it has when uh we spent an extra amount of time on a bus uh a few years ago and i'm like i i think he might have gotten lost and I think he got lost? Yeah, because it was almost a 30-minute drive one morning. I don't remember that at Yeah, all. well, that's because it was 3 a.m. <clears throat> oh, maybe I was taking a nap with my eyes open. Yeah, this, this time we elected specifically not to get there super early. As much as we enjoy the pre-race party. And the, Carissa. And Carissa, and who crew. was back, and the yeah. crew was there. It was, the weather was enough to make us go, you know, we, we can forego have, some of that this we time. We don't have to get there that early. No. So we get over to the race uh, start, pre-race party, 
is happening. They've got photo opportunities. They've got music. They've got videos. They've got Carissa. They've got the crew. Mm-hmm. And then they've got not corrals, mm. but starts. S1, S2, S3, S4. And that's we, as high as it went. That's as high as it went. And people were like, how's this different? How's this different? It's S1, 2, 3, and 4 instead of A through J. And also the ninjas that separated the groups that went yeah. within the start. Now, what they do is you go into your start group, and mm. it's just a it's just a corral is all it is. It's just fewer corrals. But what they do... It was still a holding pen, people. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, the ninjas, there are people in there that have their little the, the little roll of tape. And... They'll run Disney... Yes. As they start moving us towards the start, they cut across the, the crowd. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the, the crowd is now broken up into sections. Bam. <clears throat> we don't even know what happened. And they were separating each wave of each start group uh-huh. by about two minutes. Yeah. And I think Carissa was very good about saying that. Yes. Communicating that. Yeah. I, I think In that- In years past, we'd be timing it. That's you know what? That's true. Yeah. 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 We'd be timing really... it like, oh, I feel like it's longer between waves back here in the back. <laughs> in the cheap seats. Not cheap seats. The not cheap seats, yeah. <laughs> Even the cheap seats at Disney, not cheap seats. You know, that went off really well. The whole thing, the you know, the countdown and the start. Yeah. I think that they had a smaller representation of fireworks at each start than what we've been accustomed to in the past yes still good but i think they saved the big guns for the Half returning the, the return well i don't know because we weren't there right but the returning fireworks shows it at night true and that they saved those but That's they what did i was gonna say <laughs> but, but they did have you know four or five roman candles up on the top and poof you know Just those go off was, each time well it still felt <clears throat> Very good to be back. Oh, yeah. At the start. And they're playing the music. And again, they're doing the whole thing. That was the only thing that I noticed that was a little bit different. And again, that may have been due to weather. Maybe. That's quite possible. Safety so first. Th- this was a soaker of a 48-hour period. Yeah. So there, we can't uh, overstate that. Mm-mm. This there, there really wasn't any let up during that time. The entire state, if you looked at the radar, was covered. Yeah. <clears throat> so... The uh, so th- the course, you made the comment to me that it was extraordinarily quiet in some parts. Yes, the course itself starts at Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. and then heads out of the parking lot and onto the road. Onto the road, the, like the main roads between the parks. <clears throat> So you end up spending some time on Osceola Parkway and World Drive, and Mm -hmm. that's a good portion of the race. Yeah. And there are normally, throughout the race course, you'll have the race broken up with character stops and photo ops. You'll have portable video screens playing Uh vignettes from classic Disney and new Disney, Marvel, Star Wars stuff. You'll have... um, DJs that are, you know, on standing uh, platforms mm-hmm. or in tricked out vehicles and mm. they're playing music. 
and you'll have in one particular part of the race course, which is when you first are exiting the park at Disney World, and you're heading by the Speedway gas station, and you're heading out onto the main road, there's this oh, like curve. Leaving Magic Kingdom. Leaving yeah, Magic like, Kingdom. Yeah. You, they That's where they normally have the high school bands. Yeah, I miss them. And they were not there. So in their absence, there was a lot of pavement. There and was no, nothing there. So it was an interesting thing. Start. It's the first time. Like I was like, oh, wow. It was markedly quiet like like kind of weird yeah i'm like this is different yeah not what i'm accustomed to at a disney race so just that was something that struck me but again the conditions being what they are sure and there's still some safety precautions being taken by the company so we don't know which which was the main reason for a that combination of both or so. if it was a combination of the two i will say that the volunteers at the water stops and the employees, cast members at the parks and just outside the parks or all around, they made up for that. They did. There was a, I think there was extra enthusiasm there. And yes, of course, the cast members are being paid. We get that. But well, they, there's a difference between, you know, someone who's, you know, I'm here because I'm on the clock and, yeah, we get that, but you could just tell like they were excited to have people back in the park, have the special events happening. It seemed to come from a really genuine place. Absolutely, and the volunteers. I I actually said to you at one point. I said I think the volunteers are more happy to be back There's, than we are. There's, you know, they're thrilled, uh-huh. and, and they were just so positive and so great. And more than one occasion, cast <laughs> members and volunteers. They said, we're so proud of you, or I'm so proud of you. You can do it. And it reminded me of the one woman who has since passed away who would be out on the boardwalk, beach club, yacht club area, resort area, yeah, where she had the sign, and she was in a mobility scooter, mm-hmm. and, she, and it would say, random stranger, I'm proud of you. Right. So, yeah. 100%. It was great and to hear that. This part of the race course really from magic kingdom you basically are doing the open road from magic kingdom and then you're you come off of osceola parkway to world drive i believe i don't know all the roads you know the road you seem to know the roads there's better a, than i there's do. a big looping I off follow. Ramp, and then it takes you to the you, you end up going in the back way at hollywood studios ah uh, yes one of my favorite places. And unlike other races in the past where you do a nice run through Hollywood Studios, down Hollywood Boulevard, this is a very short, very short cut through. Basically, just to get you past the Hollywood Tower, the, the Tower of Terror, mm-hmm. and to the front of the park. Essentially, yes. That's basically it because they're taking you out the front of the park. And then around along the water over towards the boardwalk. Yes. While we were going into the back of Hollywood Studios and to that water stop that's right inside the gate, we encountered a woman who was dressed as Cruella. Yes. 
And right, right before we turned into that water stop, she said, I listened to your podcast. I listened to your podcast, she said. And it was so great to see her. And we asked her her name and we took a selfie with her mm-hmm. right after that water stop. And her name was Pamela. And her costume was fantastic. Her costume was fantastic. She was faster. So once she did her selfie with us, she was like, hey, it was great to meet you. Gotta go. Well, she was smart. She wanted to, to get some distance made up before that bottleneck over there by the boardwalk. That is true because by the water, it's just naturally a more narrow path. It's a choke point. I do like that area. Mm-hmm. I really like that area. And sometimes we would have resort guests come out and clap and cheer. Yes. In the past, we've had more, but I think they were sparse. Some of them were there. There were. Some cast members were there. And along that portion of the race course, they did have a couple of, what would you call them? Not like a diorama, but like a still set piece, right, that you could take a photo with. There were some places that, and I I talked about this in the 5K. I said, yeah, they had, you know, a combination of, uh, you know, little scenes and then also characters. We'll come to find out, actually, that what I thought were scenes where you could just go take a photo Uh, were actually where the characters were supposed to be, but those characters had been removed due to the weather for a little while, waiting for some of the rain to pass. And that was the same issue that we had on the 10k as well although as the 10k went on the rain did let up i think the character that was closest to us was on that on-ramp headed to the back of hollywood studios and it was the the witch with the poison apple yes did you see that yeah oh yeah i got a good photo of that one and uh what was markedly missing from that off-ramp was the green army man yeah you missed that oh I always miss. I love that character. I love the you know that that little bit of that you know barking motivation to get but, you up and around that off ramp. Well, they that needed, one was missing. They needed an evil villain to do that. They did. At and, that again, point. keeping in 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 with the theme. Yeah. Now along that water path that we're talking about, going from Hollywood to the boardwalk, uh, they yeah. did have a standee or a still of Chernabog. Mm-hmm. the the big monster from Fantasia. Ah, oh, yes. So that you had an opportunity there for a photo op as well. Yeah. But, and there, that, that was a bridge. That was a little hill. <laughs> and, then, and then the boardwalk and yeah, now we, club area. <laughs> we ended up, I was going to say, we ended up instead of going in front of the boardwalk hotel and around to the right, once we came out onto the boardwalk, we kind of went to the left and headed over towards Beach Club. Mm. Yeah. So, see, like, you you remember the directions we went. I just, I was kind of in a, a fog of return and counting my steps and counting in the walking as well as in the running to stay ahead of the balloon ladies in the 10K because, yes, there were balloon ladies. We saw them. Uh, briefly not at, on the race course at the start at the very start we yes, saw them and they not arrived on, not on the race course but i was i you remember all of this i remember a fog like yeah we were at the boardwalk area well i remember the water i always <laughs> remember that because i 
by going to the left and around towards the beach club, you end up having the least amount of time on the actual boardwalk surface. Yeah. Which I always view as a bit of slick. a running, a bit of a running hazard, but the boardwalk surface is very slick when it's wet. True. And it, without fail, whether it's raining or not, it's always wet because they pressure wash it overnight. Mm. So I, if you go the other direction around by the, you know, heading over towards the boardwalk hotel and you're going in front of, you know, the, boardwalk bakery and and mm. all of that uh, without fail somebody eats it on the boardwalk uh, i think i've seen a hundred percent of the time somebody just go you know butt over tea kettle <laughs> on the wood yeah i like going to the left that way you have the least amount of time on the wood surface mm-hmm. that's all yeah so now you started alluding, well, we'll get to your strategy in a second. So sure. we, we ended up, uh, we finished the loop. We went into Epcot via the, uh, what is that, the International Gateway? Yeah. And then around. A little bit of a hill. A little bit of a hill. For me. And then uh, we kind of come out near okay. or in between uh, the UK and Canada and then headed around to the left again towards spaceship earth Uh uh-huh past spaceship earth and then which was with the spaceship earth was illuminated it for the 10k it was illuminated and it was a nice sight Mm -hmm. Uh, i have a very sad gray photo of a uh of a spaceship earth that looks like the death star for the 5k yeah against a gray sky with rain Mm. this time we at least had it lit up and it is very cool. The very new pretty. lights they've equipped this thing with are really neat. Very true. And then the race ends in the parking lot at Epcot, just like it did for the 5K. And it was so nice to get the shout outs from Carissa. She was kind of, she saw us coming in and she was kind enough to shout out the podcast right yeah. there at the finish line. That was great. Woo, yay. And, and she got us at the start too. She did. It was so cool. So cool. So now you talked about counting steps and like so let tell everybody um, what your strategy was and then tell so, everybody what you accomplished. If this was the longest race proper that I have run since the knee surgery. Wow. Yeah. 10k. Right. I was a little stressed to say the least other people talk about they're running with injuries and they look good they look good i was like just i don't want to see the balloon ladies so i decided to stick with the tried and true interval that has worked for me in many years past which was the six seconds of running and 24 seconds of walking and counting the steps the entire time. So 624 is a one to four ratio. And when you say counting steps, you're counting your footfalls. Yeah, on one side, on one foot. So we've talked about this in the past. Those of you who are not familiar with the, the Galloway method, you know, being a run, walk, run yeah. interval, you know, that's what we do for the duration of the race, beginning at the beginning of the race. But... He always says, start out slow, and then you can ramp up at the end because that's when you want to feel the strongest. And so I actually did walk the first mile. 
And that's not a bad strategy at all, especially in that first mile. It, it, it takes at least a mile for that group to kind of spread out some. I think so. I think it was a good strategy for that, but also to to warm up the muscles that when you've been standing in close quarters in those start groups and waves. Yes. That you got to get moving a little bit again. 100%. So that's what I did. And that's why I have a fog about where we specifically were on the roads, what the name of the roads were. But I remember general areas where we were and moments where I felt good. And at, at, like at the top of the ramp where when we turned back and looked at the bottom of the ramp, there were still tons of people behind us because we have been, you know, within moments of the balloon ladies or they have passed us and at that point at that Mm -hmm. exact point so there were some points where i specifically yes i know where we are i know specifically and this moment is good for me you were in a really good space i was keeping tabs on watching you and keeping an eye out for the balloon ladies and like i said when well, like you just said, when you came off of that off ramp, they were nowhere to be seen. They were still way me. back on the straightaway. Yeah. So you were you had ample time. So I felt good. And as a result of your strategy, you achieved a goal. Yes, I did. And I know this sounds not fast at all. I got under two hours for the 10K, which is good. It's very good. So awesome yeah and you took care of me the entire way it was easy Mm -hmm. i took care of you and in saying you're doing fine and then i'd take photos (laughs) yes so uh, you're gonna see photos i think throughout the week we have some stuff that'll be up in our social media feed just kind of showing you some scenery from the race course itself some of those character stops we talked about Mm -hmm. and all of that but all in all i i I think that the run itself was about like i said before but 90 percent back to normal yeah it's the same snack box from the 5k and the 10k and we're gonna be (laughs) since speaking of the snack box yeah stay tuned after the end credits of the show we're gonna have a post credits uh bonus for you yes it's gonna be us breaking down the snack box the medals are fabulous i haven't actually tried to be in the dark with this medal that was nightmare before christmas themed Mm -hmm. but i want to say that it might glow in the dark i have to give it a shot i don't know i don't know wow okay i'm just it looks like a cool metal that would yeah glow in the dark so that's all i'm saying i it was good it was huge it was hefty it was the race shirt was a lighter purple that was yeah the shirt colors we talked about the gold for the 5k it was a lighter like almost a lavender purple mm-hmm. yeah as opposed to like a deep purple that you would normally think for indeed yes uh, i was hoping for a darker purple i just like dark colors and i know a lot of people love the lighter colors especially to run in in the hotter weather yes and i just i don't know i, I it was a pretty color 
I was hoping for a darker color, but it was pretty all the same. It was a very pretty color, even on the men's shirts. I don't know that it's my kind One of color. One in the same color. Yes. I don't know. You're that gonna it's wear the, that on a date night, aren't you? I don't know about that. So yeah, you know, the purple it's like anything. The race shirt for whatever race you sign up for, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, it's what you you're get getting. It. Yeah. And I think that and we've talked about it before with Run Disney over the years. They have changed their vendors. I really wish they would go back to Champion for their race shirt vendor yeah. or brand of choice. The, yeah. the brand that they currently are using. Just our opinion. I think the, the material is not as nice, you know, personally. But uh, I think these are at least truer on the fit. True. Because we have had it in the past where one vendor that they went with one year had some really not true to size uh, shirts. Yeah. So I think that they've. That's good. They're getting there. And the art was great. Mm -hmm. If you love Nightmare Before Christmas, Mm -hmm. you're going to love this shirt. Lots of Oogie Boogie, lots of of Jack Skellington. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's It's good. It's cool stuff. So. We got done with the run. We actually yeah. took a nap yeah. after this run. It's glorious. Rainy weather, got back to the hotel. We took a nap, and then nice. we decided to take in the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival mm. for food and beverage. Well. Because by then, the weather cleared. Yes. So... The food. The food is we where it's at. I mean, that is where it's at. Discuss. Because I think that my favorite is like last week, arguably, we talked about one of your favorites. We did. I think, or actually, both of them you were pretty keen on. And I loved them too. But I think maybe a favorite by surprise. A very favorite and unexpected surprise at the Brew Wing. Yes, experience the Brew Wing. First of all, hats off to Disney for finally doing something with this building. This is the building that's on the water by the World Showcase, kind of in between World Showcase and Test Track. That used to be called Odyssey. Yeah, and for the forever, it's just kind of this like. Rando building. Rando, forgotten about building that was kind of dated and nobody really knew what to do with it. Super and cool inside now. now yeah. Super cool. They've got like counter service going on in there. And they've done it for a couple of different festivals having a variety of beer yes. there. Not that we partook in it. Not this time. Not this time, but I've noticed that has generally been the theme of that particular food showcase yes. place and then it's got some areas for seating uh, high top and low top tables and then they've got this interesting theater in the round in there that's mm-hmm. got video cool. screens on the wall Sounds and then so it's got classy. this diorama in the middle of epcot mm-hmm. and the diorama uses that same technology that they're using to project s- things onto buildings mm-hmm. and the diorama comes to life it's awesome. It is really cool. Different colors, different animations. Absolutely worth checking out. Yeah. To so see that. So that brewing experience. So not 
it, it wasn't necessarily because of the renovations in there and what they've done, but the, the food that we had, the vegan offering was very unexpected and very delicious. And, and the, the place is called the brew wing brew, mm-hmm. like brewing, but mm-hmm. it's beer yeah. and chicken wings uh-huh, but at this place, but they had a vegan option. I, they did. And it ended up being quite the winner. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to move around the world showcase mm-hmm. to India. Yes. For a pretty unique offering from there. And we recorded our hot takes on these live. We did. From the 2021 Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Okay, Runcation Nation. We have found ourselves inside of a forgotten corner of Epcot. This is a place that has been, in my opinion, over the years, neglected. And you don't see a lot of, really, the the stars of the show housed here. And that's this place that used to be called the Odyssey. Mm. When it, and it's the, it's the... I've forgotten that. Yeah, it's the indoor, like, pavilion that's over as you're heading to the... Uh, as you're heading out onto the World Showcase from the main entrance and you're going to take a left, it's right there on the water, kind of set back from the World Showcase walkway. And we've used it over the years to, you know, to get out of the rain, to hit a restroom. They've had beer flights here in years past. Yes. Either at the Flower and Garden <coughs> or Food and Wine Festivals. Yes. And I, I like the fact that they seem to have done a little bit of renovation in here. Yeah, there's a whole like uh, celebrating the Epcot experience in this kind of round theater in the middle now. Yeah. And Didn't used to be here. And I, lo- I actually really like these prints. These uh, They've got these beautiful posters that are very stylized. Mm-hmm. But they also have food and beverage options here because they're calling it now, what's the name of it now for the this? Brew Wing. Brew this, Wing. This booth, in quotation marks, is... The brew wing because you can get all sorts of chicken wings here. Aha! And like you can get um, like barbecue or buffalo or a mango habanero mm-hmm. and a teriyaki and a Lots garlic. And garlic you can pie. get and it's brew wing because you can get cider flights and beer flights and they're like we've been to a one eight one bay brewing in Tampa. In Tampa, they have they have offerings from uh, local breweries. Yes. So, and cideries. But they also are housing a plant-based option here this mm-hmm. year. Yes. And this is quite a controversial one. This almost... This scared us, I think. It, we were like, is it plant-based really? Because it doesn't look like it. Yeah, and this is a side. Mm-hmm. But this is their crispy Brussels sprouts with buffalo sauce. Yeah. And they top it with a plant-based blue cheese Yeah. that actually had me fooled. I thought you? that they messed up and we were going to have to... From the look of it or did you already taste it? Both. Oh, okay. Have you tasted it yet? No. She's making a face. How can we reproduce this at home? I, I, I don't know. What is the secret? I mean, theoretically, because Disney is so good about this, we could go up to that counter and say, let us see your binder. We, they have an allergy binder that, that I, is, they keep at all the booths. That is true. So... Mm. Tell me. Well, it's buffalo, but it's more tangy than it is spicy, I think. Maybe it builds over time as you eat it, because we just started to eat it. 
And this blue cheese, I don't even know how they do. It's a combination of a blue cheese sauce and crumbles. Yeah. And it is spot on. Spot on. How do you think they do this? I, I, I don't know. I'm sure it's a combination of like, like pea protein or coconut oil. Mmm. The consistency is spot on. It's perfect. The taste is spot on. And these roasted Brussels sprouts, they're not... Because they have the sauce and they're tossed in the buffalo, they're not like the crispy kind. No. But... They would have been if they hadn't been tossed. But they're cooked really well. It's not like... You know how sometimes you'll get Brussels sprouts and they'll be... I don't know. They'll be soft on the outside and then they'll be really hard on the inside. And when they're when they're hard like that and they're still a little bit raw, there's a there's a, a bite to them that can be unpleasant. Mm. Like a like a almost a horseradishy like uh, astringency. We're just not pleasing to the palate mm -mm. at all. But in this case, there are some firmer Brussels sprouts. They they split most of them. Yes. This is surprisingly good. The the buffalo sauce itself is delicious. Mm. Like you said, more tangy than spicy. Right. So if anybody is worried, like they'll say, you know, you'll see buffalo on the menu and be put off by that. And if you're because coming, you may not like a whole lot of spice. And here on their menu, they only have one of their sauces that's denoted as hot. Mm. And that's the mango habanero. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. This is yeah. satisfying. Mm -hmm. I love Brussels sprouts as a side. Oh yeah. I think I think it's great that in the culinary discussion in America now, Brussels sprouts have made a comeback because in the seventies and eighties they were the, the green mushy things that, you know, most of the Betty Crocker moms just really overcooked and Betty Crocker moms? Absolutely. You oh know what I'm God. talking about. Betty Crocker moms. Okay. But, like, growing up, it's true, because growing up, you know, we've had them just microwaved or boiled or, and just with butter, salt, and pepper. That's it. Pretty much. Kind of boring. And but, now you get them, you know, you get them like this, you know, this, you know, roasted, you know, two brothers. There would be some crunch on them, which gives you a little bit of char on the leaves. And then you top them with buffalo sauce to, for that tanginess. This is a this is a great bite. Mm. It really is. Mm. Yeah, it's one of my favorites from the day. Absolutely. So the brewing experience, I, or the brewing experience. I am very glad to see that they are putting something over here that's this good. I hope the word gets out. Is it your favorite of the day? This is this is. This is top two, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure which one would be the number one. Oh, we'll have to ponder that. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you know now about a hidden gem at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival 2021 here at the Brewing Experience. Okay, Runcation Nation, we have worked our way around the World Showcase and we have landed in India. Yes, it was a long voyage. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Full, of, I mean, 
full of treachery and, and adventure. And vegan options. And plant, vegan. Oh, I'm sorry, plant-based plant options. Plant-based options. That is the verbiage they use here at Disney for their plant-based offerings. And in India, they have one that actually tickled my fancy just reading about it. So I was excited to come over here and get it. We have the Madras Red Curry with roasted cauliflower, baby carrots, chickpeas, and Ben's original basmati rice. That would be Uncle Ben's original oh. basmati rice. It's listed For those as of us, Ben's. It's listed as Ben's. It's Uncle Ben's rice. Okay. So, all right. Let's see here. What what you get in this boat it, it that they give like you? It looks like it's two halves. Yeah, yeah, you get like like half of it is the rice, the other half of it is this stew basically, and the stew is like a tomato-based stew with you know nice vegetables all throughout and plenty of chickpeas and the roasted cauliflower. You can smell the curry. Oh, it's coming right off of yeah. it. Yeah, gives it that yellow hue. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, it's not as spicy as I was expecting. Flavorful, yes, mm -hmm. but not a lot of heat. Mm-mm. I just got a little bit of the cauliflower and the rice. The rice is just very basic and I think meant to um, soak up some of this sauce. Yeah, yeah. Some I of the agree. stew. The the rice they did they did season the rice so it's got a little a little bit of salt in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. And uh, you know Ben knows how to cook rice. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. You said. He's my uncle Ben. Yeah, this is delicious. They did a. Uh, a really nice job. Yeah. I mean, this is perfect for a light plant-based option. It's not going to weigh you down. True. Mm. Chickpeas are nice and tender, perfectly cooked. They're, I mean, I know I've said this before about other things around the World Showcase, but they're like a little bit al dente, like not mushy. Right. But the carrots are soft. Yeah, this is this is delicious. I I would I would get this again without any hesitation. Mm. The curry is not so exotic that it's unapproachable to somebody who's maybe never had Indian food. And the spice level is not super high. You know, the pho we had around the world showcase that lit me up. You know, so they have a range of things in terms of spice levels, which is smart. All around the world here. At the Epcot Food and Wine Festival 2021, yes. so you can you can choose, but you know, hey, we're we're letting you know this is like a warming spice. That one has a bite. Yes, the fa. That's a good good way to distinguish them. I also like the fact in this that the diced carrots that are in this stew mm. have a little bit of bite left to them. They haven't been cooked to the point of being mushy. But they're softer than the chickpeas. Yes. So it's layers of texture as well. This is really nice. Yeah. Good job, India. Nice pick. So. As a plant-based offering in your, India. Yeah. Yeah, if you're one of those people that is a counterclockwise walker, <laughs> this puts you over near China and would be one of the, the last on your, like the last quadrant of the, of the loop. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, check this place out the India stand at Epcot Food and Wine 2021
Okay, I'm going to admit it. You found that dish at Brewing. Uh-huh. It's killer. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> I had to double check in the guide repeatedly. That it was, in fact. Look at the menu with the little leaf on it mm-hmm. and just reassure myself, we're fine. It's awesome. Yeah. I am a huge fan of, like, roasted Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. You know, they've had kind of a resurgence in recent years. It's no longer the mushy little green balls that, you know, my mom used to make, even though I I grew up loving them. When they come out of the microwave. They're just wrong. It's just not good. And but you get them, you know, roasted or griddled, and you get some char uh, on them. And then with these, with that buffalo sauce, and that, however they, however they concocted that blue cheese in quotations, right? Oh, amazing! It, it really was so I, good. I don't know what their secret was, but I would get it again and again. And this is good enough. Again, if you're not eating plant-based, but you're just looking for maybe you want a, a side for your wings there. Mm-hmm. I am very curious about the wings, actually. I oh, saw some so wings I, coming out, and they have they, several flavors. Oh, yeah, a bunch. And I'm like, okay, is this going to be kind of the this area of Epcot's kind of version of refreshment port? I don't know. We will have to check it out in between festivals or from festival to festival and see what is going on absolutely you know so with all that talk of delicious food i am thirsty i am too and we're sitting here staring at what we're going to be talking about tonight because the folks at athletic brewing company were kind enough to provide us with several samples to try out and we tasted them before uh, on our first day there at our hotel and we made our decision at that point yes this is good enough to make the show yes we picked them up at the run disney expo actually from the athletic brewing booth i hope that they're a repeat I mean, they have... They were fantastic. Okay, so it's athleticbrewing.com, and we'll link to it in the show notes, of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm telling you, like, they have... You can order this because... And have it shipped to you because it is non-alcoholic brews. Yes. Non-alcoholic brews. And apparently, if you refer someone, you get a six-pack. Wow. That is great. Okay. Free shipping on two six-packs or more... Same-day deliveries available in some states, not ours, sad to say. And I know, it sounds like they're a sponsor. They are absolutely not a sponsor. I know, I do. Though, just saying, they got room. We got room. We'd make room. So we would. That's why we're talking it up. That's why we're offering it to you. It's, But I think this particular beer, in quotations, non-alcoholic brew, is great for us to feature on the show because one of our patrons, Kristen, who we met up with at Disney Springs and got photos when Disney was first opening up again and just 
she and her so great to meet her and her husband just so mm-hmm. great she needs a lot of the time she'll do cider as i recall she needs something that is gluten-free and we told her that we were on the lookout uh-huh for options and ta-da tonight's beer non-athletic brew or not non-alcoholic brew from athletic brewing is crafted according to their website to remove gluten yes this beer that we are featuring tonight is called upside dawn golden ale i see what they did there what did they do instead of upside down oh oh see now there it is and you have a description I do. to share with everyone. I do. We link to this their website, Classic Craft Golden Ale Style. Refreshing, clean, balanced, light-bodied, aromas, subtle with floral and earthy notes. Brewed with premium Vienna malt, along with a combo of English and traditional American hops. And then again, crafted to remove gluten. So this product is uh, fermented from grains containing gluten. The gluten content of this product cannot be verified. It may contain gluten, but it's crafted to remove gluten. Yeah, that they have so, their little disclaimer there, but this is one that they specifically talk about for people who are gluten sensitive. Yeah. They have the little asterisk, and so I felt like yes, I should. Okay. And if you're looking at their website or if you see their cans, this is the one in the yellow can that has mm-hmm. what looks like mountains uh, and the sun rising over the mountains. Yeah. So we thought we would actually share our hot takes live right here. Okay. So as I'm holding this can right here, let's give this a listen. Oh, there we go. Cracking that open. And we're pouring these into glass pints right now. And immediately what I'm taken by is the fact that this pours and looks just like a real beer. And this has what I would call moderate to high carbonation. Yeah, a what it looks slight, like, yeah. Slightly haze, hazy light yellow color light yellow yeah it's not like golden like you would like a deep golden like a deep golden yellow the aroma immediately on the nose Mm. what are you getting bready yeah a little bit of breadiness and maybe a little bit of citrus pith yeah like grapefruit pith Mm. yeah Nice foam on top. Very light-bodied beer. This is, and it has a very... Super light. This has a very, like, bready finish to it. Bready and slight bitterness. Yeah, and you can tell that you're using real hops. Mm -hmm. This is... This wouldn't fool 
anybody who's really into craft beer. And this isn't, I don't think that's the purpose. They're not trying to trick you. No. They're trying to give you the flavor notes, the textures, the, the aromas that you enjoy about beer without the alcohol. And I think that having some good options other than some of the classic non-alcoholic beers that are not known for great flavor right, is really nice. And the yeah. fact that this It's a unique option. Is going after the craft beer market and this comes in at 50 calories a can well apparently it's award-winning it says international beer challenge gold winner 2021 okay they also won an award for usa best gluten reduced beer yeah so i'm hoping that it's a nice option for for Kristen to consider or anybody else out there who might be gluten sensitive. Yeah. But so what else? More notes on this. Let's yeah. see. This is. So listen, I think this has that slight bitter finish, but the other brews that we have tried from them were hoppier. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. They, they were more in your face with the hops. The, we the, had a hazy IPA. And a standard IPA. And a standard IPA. And they have others, too, that we actually missed seasonally. We missed their seasonal Oktoberfest yeah. that they do. And later in the year, they're going to come back around to doing their porter, which I'm very oh, curious about. Yeah. I actually like what I'm seeing from this company and enjoying what we've tasted enough that, you know, to be able to have this as an option where maybe you don't want to have an alcoholic beverage, mm. but have this in your repertoire and have some of these on hand at home for maybe a house guest that, yeah, you know, it gives you, it gives you some variety and they have a Hellas. They have hometown harvest, which is also an IPA that we didn't see there. So there's some more variety on their website that uh, Stump Jump Autumn Brown, and they had an Oktoberfest that we just missed. And then they did but, a, vet- um, a, a brew that was a veterans collaboration mm-hmm. as well in celebration of Veterans Day. Because we just came off of Veterans Day celebrations. They do a Mexican-style lager And a stout. And a stout, all-out stout. So I just... I think it's worth checking out if you are in a place where you want to have someone hand in the house like you talked about, or if you want to partake without, like, let's say you're the designated driver. Designated driver. There's also, for our runners out there, the hardcore runners, maybe you're in a training cycle. You're training for a race during that time. You're looking for something that's lower calorie, and you are, say, you know, maybe for that training cycle, you're off alcohol for that period of time. Yeah. Great alternative. You could have one of these as your post-race recovery beer. Mm -hmm. This still has your carbohydrates. Yeah. It's just not going to have the alcohol going along with it. It would have been great to have these nice and cold at the finish line, you know? It would have. So, you know how, like, we love those Disney cups. Of course. And we've talked about the post-race beer uh, cart, food truck X carts, if you will. It's a weird cart that they do there at Disney uh, in the post-race area because they, uh, at the same place, they're selling not only their breakfast sandwiches, but also also beer. Yeah. 
So it's cool. It is cool. Love it. But also. It's a strange juxtaposition. It would have been really cool to have these there, I think. Very much so. Yeah. But. Very enjoyable. Check it out. We're going to have a link in the show notes. Check them out if this is something that interests you. I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised. They really are capturing some of the hop flavors that craft beer lovers really enjoy. Which is amazing. And with the three that we've tried, they're whatever they're doing really well in terms of capturing different mm-hmm. mouthfeel and the styles of the beers are very well represented here. Yeah. Without the alcohol. Yeah. So that is the drink portion. And you know what that means, everybody. Aww. That means we are coming to the end of another episode of the Run Eat Drink podcast as we press on towards episode 200. I know. It was fun to return to Disney. It and was. to have the races back. It was great to meet up with some people. And it was great to have a couple of just fans of the show actually tell us recognize us and tell us that is so humbling and so worth the whole thing i just love that absolutely i holly and pamela thank you so much for doing that and everybody from the runcation nation that's met up with us at races you just make us feel so special and so wonderful we want we're very grateful that you've let us uh be a part of your lives and and you give us your time and listening to the show so so thank you to believe that we're heading towards year five i know our fifth anniversary and everyone out there listening who may not reach out to us virtually who, who actually stop us at live races we have loved that and then we've loved to meet all of you that we have met virtually as well absolutely but hey listen just because you've stopped and said hi to us in real life doesn't mean you can't reach out to us virtually let us know about your accomplishments and shoot us a message if you want to shout somebody out in the Runcation Nation, or if you want to shout out, whatever the case may be, send an email, info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. Or you could call us and leave us a voicemail, and we could play it on the show. Call us at 941-677-2733. That's 941 677 Two seven, three three. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. For joining us on your long run, your commute to work. Hey, shout out to Susie Runs at Fifty on uh, Instagram. I think I have the handle right. She had a screenshot of listening to us on her commute, and that was awesome. Love so, it. thank you for joining us wherever you are in the car, on the long run, cleaning the house, whatever it is. I'm your host, Amy. And I am your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. 
you can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, Runcation Nation, we are here at the post party, after party, for the Disney Wine and Dine 5K, and we are tearing into. Absolutely, join us. We're, we're tearing into the, the, the thing that really lets you know the race is over, and that's your snack box. And uh, here's what you have. First thing, biggest thing. Bite-sized tortilla chips. By Shearer's. So you got tortilla chips. You have sunflower kernels by Azar. (laughs) And you have Pepperidge Farm goldfish. Giant graham crackers. And last but not least... The cheese. The cheese that goes with the tortilla. Yeah, the cheese, the processed cheese spread. And oh no. Oh no, wait, there's more. It's a wet nap. You have a wet nap. A wet nap. A moist towelette. A moist towelette. So great. We've got the word moist in the podcast. There we go. Oh my god. Um, Who's going to hate us? The will run for folks are going to hate us. Yeah. Um, okay, so I will say on the. On the scale of like one to five, five being the best, I'm gonna put this this post race box at about a three. Yeah, they've had better boxes have, with more stuff in it. Like in the past. Oreos and applesauce. And, yeah, right. Like go go squeeze. Do you think and, that the boxes for the 10k and half are, are more abundant no. because they're longer distances? No, Do they they bought fifty thousand of these just like they are. I'll bet you. So, yeah, that's my guess. So, anyway, guys, that's what we got. Um, now you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have know what you have to look forward to. <laughs> Enjoy. It's become more abundant as Warren Disney makes its return. Exactly. More and more. So, more to come. <laughs> <laughs>